My name is Rick Reiner, and today I'm giving you a studio tour of our Moscow TV offices. And behind me is a beautiful piece of art. It's called a triptych. It is Russian black lacquered art. It's actually made of 16 layers of paper mache. And once the paper mache is formed, then the artists begin to work, and they begin to paint these intricate, intricate scenes of fairy tales. Are you listening? This is very important Russian fairy tales are illustrated on this paper mache and the fairy tales are so fine and so exquisite that the painters paint with a brush that has one hair just one hair but now wait why do i have this in our moscow tv offices because it reminds me of a verse the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4, that a time will come when people will turn their ears away from the truth and they shall be turned unto fables. Wow. When I look at this, that's what I think about. You know why? Because the men who painted this before the communists came, before the Bolshevik revolution took place, do you know what these same painters did? They painted religious icons. They painted Bible scenes. All the churches were filled with the most masterful illustrations painted by artists. But when communism came, society began to change. The trends and the beliefs began to be modified. Those men were no longer popular, so they turned from the Bible and they began to paint Russian fairy tales. It's really an example of turning their ears from the truth and turning unto fables. And the reason I have this in the offices of our Moscow TV ministries, because when I walk past it, every single time I walk past it, I think about the end of the age. When the Apostle Paul, speaking under the influence of the Holy Spirit, prophesied a strange time will come when people will begin to turn their ears away from the truth, and they'll begin to turn to other modifications that don't match the Bible. And of course, it reminds me of my responsibility to bring real, solid, authoritative, verse-by-verse -verse teaching from the Bible, teaching that you can trust. And that's why this hangs on the wall of our Moscow TV office. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I've just been waiting for this week because this week we are going to be answering questions that you have sent to me, and we do this every year in this particular week, and it's me and Joel Renner. Joel, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's so good to be with you, Dad. And my friends, thank you for watching our program. We really spend a lot of time preparing these programs, and we're so glad that we get to study the Bible together. You know, it's a pleasure to have Joel because he is one of our sons. We have three sons, and they really are our very best friends. And I'm really excited to be on these programs every day this week with Joel. And if you have more questions, send them to me. We love it when we hear from you, and please be sure to write on social media. I read everything you write in response to the programs. I really do. Every morning when I get up, I get my cup of coffee, and I go to my computer, and I begin to look at all the comments that people have written. So if you write to me on social media, these eyes really are going to see it. And we want you to order the brand new series called More Questions, 
and answers with Rick Renner. We do this every year, but this one is jam-packed with brand new questions and answers, and it comes with a study guide, and you can order these by going to renner.org or by giving us a call right now. And Joel, we're offering the autobiography, and by the way, you are in this autobiography. I certainly am. That is a great book. Thank you, Joel. That book, my friends, unlikely, talks about how anybody can be used by God. Unlikely people can be used by God. Well, if you think what God has done with our family, if anybody was unlikely, it was us. But here we are. We're coming to you from Moscow, Russia. Who would have ever imagined it? That is unlikely. But the full subtitle is Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth, Unlikely. And the back of the book says, if you're ready to read a true life story that will stir your faith to launch out to experience your own unlikely adventure, this is the book for you to read so order yours today and we're also reminding you that when you become a partner with our ministry and a partner is anyone who financially regularly supports our ministry when you give into our ministry you really become a partner and together we take the teaching of the bible around the planet and Joel it's amazing people are reaching out to us from all over the world they really are. What a blessing. Praise God. And when you become a partner, you help us do that. And we'll send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. And we'll send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness as our way of saying welcome to the family. And we really mean that. And remember that if you need prayer, we're waiting for the phone to ring right now or for your email to show up in our inbox so we can begin to release our faith for God to move mighty in your life. But today, we're going to be answering your questions about future-related events, end-time events. And I have my Bible, and I'll tell you truthfully, Joel and I have already looked at the questions, and so we're ready. And I have to say, these questions are quite amazing. They're, they're, they're good. Very good questions. So question number one, are we living in pre-tribulation times, or are we already living in the tribulation? Well, sometimes people reach out to me and they say, are we living in the tribulation? And the answer is no. But it might get so bad before the tribulation that you feel like you're living in the tribulation. But when you come to Matthew 24, verse 8, Jesus described events that were going to take place before the rapture and before the tribulation. And Jesus said, all these are the beginning of sorrows. And the word sorrows that is used here is the Greek word uden, the very word used to describe a woman having contractions, getting ready to give birth to a baby. And Jesus said, the closer we come to the end of the age, pains in the world will get closer and closer. And Joel, really, if you look at it, things that are happening today very regularly used to happen very occasionally. Mm -hmm. But now things that happened rarely, they're just happening one after another, after another, after another. It's one pandemic, it's one tragedy, it's one war, it's one hurricane, one economic catastrophe. It's like they're just piling one on top of the other and people are nearly becoming numb to it because it's happening with such frequency. But Jesus said, you'll know when you're coming to the very end of the age because the world will become like a woman having contractions, getting ready to give birth. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 23, verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto the nations, and then shall the end come. And the word then means exactly then at that precise moment, which means when the gospel has gone where it's supposed to go and every person who is going to repent has repented, then the end is going to come. That is exactly 
what Jesus taught. But Joel, sometimes people get into fear. Somebody tells them that we're already living in the Great Tribulation. We are not living in the Great Tribulation. We're living in the end of this age, which is the church age. Some people call it the age of grace. It's the last days. But we're living in the closing moments of that age. And so the contractions, the birth pains in the world are going to become more and more intense as this season is coming to a close and another season is about to be birthed. And that season will be the Great Tribulation. Good question. Please explain 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. What do the words falling away mean? Well, I'm very glad you asked that question because this verse has recently been mistaught. Really, it's been abused by people who don't want to go through hard times. But Jesus plainly said we're going to experience tribulation at the end of the age. Not the Great Tribulation, but tribulation leading up to the Great Tribulation. Before the Great Tribulation begins, we are going to be snatched out of this world. I believe it with all of my heart. And I'm looking forward to that. Oh, amen, Joel. Could happen any moment. But when you read Paul's words in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, he says, Let no man deceive you for that by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Mm. Well, people have tried to adapt this verse to make it mean what they want it to mean. And they've tried to make these words falling away to describe the rapture. It does not describe the rapture of the church. The words falling away, the Greek word apostasia, it's where we get the word apostasy. And to turn that into the rapture, you have to be very creative. That word cannot mean the rapture. It's the Greek word apo, which means away, and the word stasia, which means to step. When you compound the two words together, it describes a rebellion or a stepping away from authority. And here, the scripture is teaching at the very end of the age, we'll know we've come to the very end because worldwide there's going to be a mutiny against the law of God. And in fact, if you want to know more about this, you need to get my book, which is called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes, or you need to get my series, which is called The Coming of the Antichrist. Many people teach about the coming of Jesus, so I decided to do a whole series called The Coming of the Antichrist. And you know what? It's not scary. It's filled with faith. It is so exciting to think that we have been chosen to live in the end of the age. But in this verse, Paul says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come. What day? The coming of the Lord. It will not come except there come a falling away first. And here the Apostle Paul prophesied that there will be a divergence from the faith at the end of the age, that there will be an apostasy that occurs in the world, and also in the church, the rapture is going to happen right after that. And then that wicked one, the son of perdition, will be revealed. Which means the Antichrist is probably waiting in the wings. He's waiting for the curtain to be drawn apart so he can step onto center stage. But he will not be revealed until the church is removed. But another signal that we've come to the end of the age is there's going to be a mass divergence from the faith, a falling away. And Paul also refers to this in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1, where he says some will depart from the faith. In Joel in Greek, it has a definite article, and that's really important. It means it's not faith for miracles or faith for finances. It's the faith. There will be a stepping away from the clear, sound teaching of Scripture as people begin to give heed to seducing spirits 
and doctrines of devils. Mm -hmm. Give heed in Greek is the word pros echo. It means to turn your head in a different direction, to embrace something new. And it's the picture of a new mentality at the end of the age where people will say, you know what, we're tired of what we've been preaching. It doesn't quite seem to fit in with the way society is going today. So let's adapt our faith. Let's modify our faith. Let's release what we've held on to and reach over for something new. And the Apostle Paul says behind the something new is seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And that word devils, the Greek word daimonia, in the ancient world, they believed that demons were the source of all lunacy and madness, mm -hmm. which means if you embrace the new teaching, the new progressive way of thinking, it is a new way of thinking that's going to produce lunacy and madness. And in fact, if you look at a lot of what people are endorsing today, you even look at it and think, how in the world can anybody endorse something so crazy? What's producing this? Well, working behind the scenes are seducing spirits with doctrines of devils, and they're repackaging error, especially for younger people and people that are not established in the Bible to make it look palatable, like this is something that maybe they should embrace. But my friends, we've got to hold on to the truth. Just because there's going to be a falling away at the end of the age doesn't mean we have to be a part of the falling away crowd. We can stick with the truth, and that is the command of Scripture in Jude, verse 2 and verse 3, where we're told to earnestly contend for the faith that was once for all delivered unto the saints. Once for all in Greek means it needs no modification. It needs no adaption. It is the faith. It has always been the faith. And we are to stand for it, fight over it, and believe it. And even if it looks like everybody else is falling away, we are to stick with the truth of Scripture. Absolutely. Amen. Next. Based on the government releasing videos of UFOs and what seems like credible stories, from the military, what does the Bible say about things coming from heaven in the last days? Well, we're definitely going to see things at the very end of this age that no one has ever seen before. And I really can't comment much on UFOs, but Jesus did make a very interesting statement in Luke chapter 21 and verse 11. And listen to what Jesus said. And great earthquakes shall be in divers places, and famines and pestilence, and fearful sights. And listen to this. Great signs shall there be from heaven. And when you read this in Greek, it means descending from the heavens. So every time I hear a report, about UFOs, my mind always goes to this verse. But if you want more insight to that verse and about things we're going to see in this closing part of the age, you need to get my book called Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes because I cover all of it in great detail. Next question. As we enter the last days, what is the greatest warning Jesus gave on the Mount of Olives about signs of the last days in Matthew chapter 24? Well, when you go to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 3, Jesus is seated on the Mount of Olives with his disciples. In the distance, they can see the Temple Mount and the Temple. And Jesus begins to speak to them about the end times. And they specifically asked him in verse 3, Tell us, when shall these things be, talking about the end of the age, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Well, first of all, the word world doesn't mean the world like the world is going to end. In Greek, it is the word for the age. They were really saying, Lord, how will we know when we come to the wrap-up of this particular age that we're living in right now? And Jesus now points 2,000 years into the future, and he begins to give them signs. Now, what's interesting is they only asked for one. They said, what is the sign? 
But when you read Matthew chapter 24, he gives them multiple signs. And again, all of this is in my book, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. But the word sign is a Greek word which describes a road sign like you see when you're driving along the highway. My wife and I live outside of Moscow. And as we drive into Moscow, we know where we are in our journey because of the signs we see along the way. They tell us where we are. They tell us how much further we have to go. And finally, there's a great big sign that says Moscow that lets you know when you finally passed into the territory of Moscow. That is the word signs in this verse. So Jesus was saying there will be signs that you'll see along the prophetic road to let you know where you are in the journey to the end of the age. So pay attention to the signs. The signs tell you where you are. The signs tell you how close you're getting to the very end of the age and to the rapture of the church. And then Jesus gave them the first sign. And I believe it is the most important sign. Listen to what he said in verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed. He begins with the words, take heed, which is a form of the Greek word blepo, which means look and listen. He was really trying to jar them, get them to sit up straight and really open their ears and hear what he was about to say because he was going to tell them something profound. They wanted signs. He's going to give them multiple, but he begins with the first one, which is very paramount. He says, take heed that no man deceive you. Hmm. And Joel, that word deceive is the Greek word planeo, and that word planeo is very interesting. It can be translated deception. It can be translated as the word delusion. It can be translated as the word error. But it was a word that was specially used by rabbis between the Old and the New Testament in that intertestamental period. Mm. And the rabbis of that period prophesied using this very word deceive that we will know when we've come to the very, very end of the age. And here's what they wrote. Because spirits of delusion will be released into the world to make people believe crazy things. You'll know you've come to the very end because of a spirit of delusion that has been released into society. And now the disciples said, Jesus, tell us the sign. He begins with this one, which means it's very, very important. And he didn't want them to miss it. That's why he said, blepo. Pay attention, open your ears, look, listen. I'm telling you something very important for you to understand. When you see worldwide delusion, worldwide error, worldwide deception, you will know you have come to the very end of the age. I think it's very powerful. Very powerful. Next question. You have said that a great revival will occur before Jesus comes. Where in the Bible is this prophesied? Well, first of all, you can read about it in my book called Last Day's Survival Guide. And if you don't have Last Day's Survival Guide, my friend, why not? You need that book. You need to know how to survive and thrive in the very end of the age. But the Bible does prophesy there's going to be a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit all over the world at the very end of the age. And by the way, we're already living in it. And there's two things that are going to happen simultaneously. There's going to be this great outpouring of the Holy Spirit simultaneous with a falling away in the church. These things will happen at the same time. But when you read Joel chapter 2, verse 28 and 29, the Bible says, And it shall come to pass afterward, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions, and upon my servants and upon my handmaids of those days will I pour out of my spirit. This is a prophecy that there's going to be a worldwide outpouring. And Joel, we have experienced a part of that outpouring living in Russia, 
We have seen happen what is just unimaginable. The numbers of people that have been saved, the churches that have been started, God is pouring his spirit out around the world at the same time that it seems many are departing from the faith. There's a simultaneous action taking place that we are already living in this great outpouring. Do you have one more question? The Bible says that Jesus will go where he's, expect, where he's accepted. That's true. So the outpouring will be where he's accepted. That's true. I do have one more question. Okay. What will the judgment be like for believers and unbelievers? At the end of the age. Well, first of all, if you are a believer, you will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, which is referred to in Romans chapter 14, verse 10, which says, For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That is not a place where we're going to be deemed worthy for salvation. That is only for believers. So if you're already in front of the judgment seat of Christ, you're in. This is only for believers. But the judgment seat really is a bad translation. In Greek, it is the word bima. It's a place where awards are given, where awards are given. And this is where Christ is going to award us for what we did in life. But unbelievers are not going to stand there because they're never going to make it into heaven. They're going to be brought before the great white throne, which is referred to in Revelation chapter 20. And let me read to you from verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And anyone whose name is not found in the book of life is going to be thrown into the lake of fire. But that's not for you. If you've called Jesus the Lord of your life, you're never going to stand in front of the great white throne judgment. But you need to pray for your friends and your neighbors that are unsaved because they will. We are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ where we will be rewarded for what we did in obedience to the call of God. Joel, we're out of time. This has been so much fun. It's been fast, but we'll be back tomorrow to pick up right here. So I'll be back in just a moment to pray for you. We all have questions that we'd like to have answers for, but they often go unanswered. Do you have questions about the Bible that you wish someone would answer for you? In this five-part series, Questions and Answers with Rick Renner, Rick addresses many difficult and challenging questions that have been sent to him over the years. This series doesn't dodge a single issue, but dives headlong into every question asked. Rick says, there are a lot of things I don't know, but to the best of my ability, I have tackled some challenging questions in this series. You'll be amazed at the discoveries you're about to make with Rick in this exciting series. If your heart yearns to find answers to some of your more difficult Bible questions, then this is the series for you. Don't delay ordering your copy today because you'll discover treasures in this series that you've been seeking for a long time. And this week, take advantage of our two-week cyber sale. We're offering a 25% discount on all our resources. That's right, 25% off everything at our renner.org store. Go to renner.org right now and save on all your favorite teachings by Rick and Denise. Now is the time to order the products you've been waiting for. Go to renner.org today and save big on books, CDs, study guides, and more. Don't miss out on this special offer. And order the teaching series, Questions and Answers, with Rick Renner today. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
This is Rick Renner, and I'm here on the side of our new studio with Mr. Joel Renner. It is so good to be with you. Joel, it was exciting what happened here yesterday. It really is. They poured so much concrete. They poured this entire slab yesterday from morning to evening, and on this slab, Joel, we're going to begin constructing our new studio. In fact, the walls are going to go up in just a few weeks, and we're able to do it because of our giving team that's giving of their finances to help us do that. And right from this place, we're gonna produce teaching that people can trust and send it all over the world in the English language and the Russian language. And it's just so exciting. And what's totally amazing to me, Joel, is that at the same time that we're doing this here, we are purchasing a new building in Tulsa. And Joel, just this morning, I was reading in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 11, where God promised, I'm going to give you houses that you didn't build that will be fully supplied when you get them. And the new building that we're getting in Tulsa, it is fully furnished. It's amazing. It is everything we would ever need. And we didn't have to lift a finger. We just have to walk in and take possession of it. And believe. And believe. We need to pay for it. And that's why we want to say thank you to you, Giving Team, because you really are making a difference. And here in Moscow and in Tulsa and around the world, our ministry is literally bursting at the seams. People reaching out to us, calling us, writing to us, asking us for materials. If you saw our office in Tulsa, you would be amazed because materials are lining the hallways. We're using metal containers on the back of the property because we don't have room for more materials in the building. We're literally bursting at the seams because God is giving increase. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, one plants, another waters, but God is the one who gives the increase. And I want to say thank you for your planting, thank you for your giving, and thank you to God because God is ultimately the one who gives the increase. That if you're not already a part of our giving team, would you please pray about becoming part of the giving team to help us finish constructing this studio and purchasing the building in Tulsa? We'll be so thankful. And together as partners, we're going to reach people with teaching they can trust. It's amazing that right from where each of us are, we can make a difference in someone else's life. So thank you in advance for being a part of this wonderful ministry expansion project. Mr. Renner, I've had such a good time with you today. We've had a lot of fun reading all these questions and answering them. And tomorrow we're going to come back and answer more questions. Don't miss it. And be sure to order the whole series, which is called More Questions and Answers with Rick Renner. It's actually with Rick and Joel Renner. And there's a study guide that goes with it. Order both of these by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that right now we're offering you our autobiography, our faith-filled journey to the ends of the earth, unlikely. Isn't it amazing, Joel? It's a very good book. I really want people to read this because I know it will stir their own faith for them to launch out into their own faith-filled adventure. And when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to the partner family. My book called Life in the Combat Zone, the subtitle says how to survive, thrive, and overcome in the midst of any difficult situation. 
If you're walking through hard and challenging times, this book will really help you. You can live your life even if you feel like you're in a combat zone and you can thrive there. The power of God will enable you to do it. And we're also offering you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. It may look small, but hey, dynamite comes in small packages. This is a powerful little book. And when you become a partner, we're going to send both of those books to you as our way of saying welcome to the family. Joe, let's pray for our partners. Let's pray for them. Father, we thank you so much that we could be with our friends today. And we especially pray for our partners that your blessing would come into their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll be back tomorrow. But until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Thank you for joining Rick Renner today. For more information about Rick Renner Ministries and product resources, visit renner.org and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.